Hey, everybody. How's it going? Welcome back to the Chipman Brothers Tangent Podcast. As always, I'm Chris. I'm Bob. And uh, hopefully um, this gets up for you guys soon. We've tried to stay on a uh, every two weeks kind of dealy. Um, and uh, this is, you know, I was on vacation. Bob's busy. Life is busy. But uh, we should hopefully have this up to you very shortly. We are recording this on early morning doldrums of Saturday, 8-26-2017, one week, almost one week after the total solar eclipse. Ooh. Yes, the eclipse. Ooh, the eclipse. The eclipse. Did you see the picture of the president looking at the eclipse? The picture of the president. <laughs> yes, the president is all I want to refer to him as. Um, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe not even the president, that guy. Um, yeah. staring up at the, uh, at the solar eclipse, um, you know, fuck you liberals and your glasses. I can look at the sun. What the yeah. hell's up with that? <sighs> you know, it's, it's the damnedest. It's, it, 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 it's, you know, look, look, we're, we're recording this on uh Friday, which will probably end up being uh Saturday you know, morning, actually, like- Bob. Yeah, well, it's it's a couple hours after midnight. It's Friday, and it's the Friday that uh, we had the the hurricane made landfall in uh, Texas. Oh yeah, so, uh, thoughts of, yeah. yeah, thoughts and prayers to Texas. There's a uh, category four or five hurricane uh, Harvey currently uh, made landfall in Texas. That sucks. We actually have a a, a family member that lived through Ka- Katrina over there. So um, yes, also thoughts yes. out to her. I'm sure this is, or I know that looking at on Twitter, this has been yeah. This has been bringing back bad memories. So, um, yeah, that's intense. Yeah, this this is uh, this is all uh, this is this is really bad. Um, this this is the Friday. Uh, the the president of the United States has uh, pardoned uh, Sheriff Joe Harpayo. Yes, uh, you know because that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pardoned uh, like the guy who is only known for being a racist sheriff. Uh, one of the Nazis resigned from the White House. One of oh Bannon, right? Uh, no, no, that B- B- Bannon was last week. This was uh, Seb Gorka. Oh, Joe Gork Gorka is finally gone. I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah, hear so, about so, that for some reason. I don't know why. Yes, yeah. So that that dude took off. Um, uh, shit. Oh, um, the transgender military ban is moving ahead. Uh, so that's fucking stupid and awful. Y- you know, d- that is stupid and awful. And despite that being stupid and awful, which it is, um. I do like when um, the you know the celebrity Twitter user that um, uh, is running our country. Um, yeah, I do like when you actually got real military generals involved, and it's like, all right, I'm gonna you know when when the whole travel ban thing kicked out, right? You get you know you get a Twitter post, and Twitter right, post right. sets everybody that's always wanted to do this off, and this, this is mm-hmm. this is kind of the, the mob mentality we have running the nation right now, anyway. But um. It was nice to see this time around that the military's response was, we don't have an official order, so fuck you. Uh, yeah, but it's not that anymore. Though. I know, but I liked that originally. Because, because now... I liked well, that right, originally. Because now, yeah. Well, now now they have an, 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 uh, an, an official you know, order that's, that's basically, hey, this is what we're doing, figure out uh, how to do this. And uh, so that's what... And it's all optics because it's, you know, this this is someone who is pretty sure that he can get reelected if only 30% of the country likes him if that 30% just really, really likes him. 
So it's, you know, hey, look who all of those, you know, things like brown people and transgender people that scare all of you dumb shit kickers. You know, this is, uh, this, the, you know, this is letting you know that uh, I'm on, I'm, I'm with you. So, you know, it's fuck these guys, you know, I look, right. it's not a political, po- it's not a political podcast, but fuck these people. No, th- there's just a lot of it going on. I, I completely agree. You know, I've tried, yeah. I've tried and you've tried, you know, we, we are varying levels of, of political in our own rights. I'm, you know, fully on board with your viewpoint on a lot of, on all of this stuff. Actually, I just, I can't put it into words as well. Um, you know, yeah. so I, I, I'm just as angry. This, this is terrible. You know, there's a lot of this going on. It had to bleed into here somewhere. Um, and yeah. you know, just as these tangents go, you know, to everybody listening, we've tried to not make every podcast about this, but we got to talk about yeah. something here because, um, yeah. Bob and I are from Boston. Yes, we are. Um, hey, we, we are kid guy. Chowder. It's chowder. Say it Frenchie. Um, we're from Boston. Um, but, but anywho, uh, Boston uh, amongst, you know, everything else that we have to be proud of around here. Um, you know, the birth of the freaking nation for, for Christ's sakes. Um, even though some of those people suck, but, but anyway, moving into that, um, we, uh, we directly fought it through protest in a very nice, calm way, despite some of the agitators afterwards and, um, stopped, just show Nazis. They shouldn't be here. And you were there. Yeah, You were there, man. I was, that was last I was I was Saturday. There. Yes, it was last Saturday, a week, uh, a, a week from, a couple hours from now, yeah, and that—that's freaking awesome. You know, uh, what, what's the lowdown that, of how that went down? Man, you, you were there. I mean, it—it it seemed pretty sad from the get-go. Um, the the turnout of those gentlemen and ladies and wh- whoever else. Um, you know, good people on both sides, yeah. as the orange yeah, guy in yeah. chief would say. Uh, <laughs> fine folks, Fa- fine folks on both sides. Mm-hmm. Fine folks. I know. I know most of them personally. Really, you know these like twelve people personally yeah uh, anyway yes yeah right yeah so they they uh and and look the, the 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 turnout was very small um it was never going to be a huge turnout and and not because you know look but boston is now look you, you and i both grew up, you you and i were i was born about two years kind of too late to really like experience the full crest of uh late 70s, early 80s Boston, and, uh, you know, you were three years after me. But, uh, like, growing up, we know the history of where we're from. Boston is, like, the most hypocritical fucking city when it comes to, uh, you know, the the, the, the political identity of its people. Absolutely. Because, be, because fucking Harvard is here, and Cambridge is here, and, you know, the, the, the Democrats have been in control of things here fucking forever. So Boston loves, so, you know, progressive politics kind of rules the political scene of Boston. So people from Boston really like to get a, a, a big, you know, self-righteous, get their dander up and, and, you know, about how, you know, this is the, 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 the best city. We're always on the forward of everything. And, and like Boston is beautiful and lovely and we are indeed on the forward of anything. But this is also at the same time, you know, the, the city has a horrible history of racism that yeah. is not that far away. For those of you who are not from here, Google Boston busing. 
and then like check the dates on that and and ask wait a minute fucking really and on the northeast <laughs> like like th- like we we have never quite grappled with it because all, what we've kind of done is just sort of take all of the stuff about Boston that used to be super upfront in your face racist and just sort of boil it down into a general tone of fuck youism right Right. Right. So, so, so like, you know, like every, everyone in Boston will tell you about how it's like, you know, it's like, oh yeah, man, in the, in, in the seventies and eighties when Bird and Magic were playing, man, fuck LA, we hated LA, you know, and, and yes, it's true. Boston hates Los Angeles, but like, you know, I am a, I am just old enough to remember the implication that underneath that there was a real nasty undercurrent to the reason why Boston did not like LA and why Boston sports fans, you know, in particularly loved the, the mythic image of Larry Bird, you know, a great player and, uh, and a good guy, by the way. Well, absolutely. You know, yeah. So, so, yeah. you hit the nail on the head, but the, the weird thing with Boston it, growing up here and no, it, it's like Boston has an overarching umbrella of, you know, liberal Democrats all over the place, right? Like that, that's yeah. the, that's right. the political image we try to utilize. But if you live here, if you live in a suburb of here, if you go downtown, it's far different than that when you get down to small level local politics. Because small level local politics is middle class, white, very upset gentlemen that are afraid to lose their jobs. And so you yeah. you get a lot of that kind of, yeah, they're, they're you know, it, it might not be the coal industry. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you get, yeah. but you get a lot of that. The 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 overarching governorship might be, you know, on the the up and up and on the um the, the democratic li- liberal you know Obama type yeah. side of things. But when you get down to like the man on the street, it's more of yeah. like this moderate or kind of right swing Irish Catholic with a lot of hatred for minorities. And other weird yeah, stuff yeah. going on that I'm right. surprised is still sticking. Do you know well, what I mean? It's, well, you know, it's it's there because it's there. You know, it, it's it's there, and you know, it's a whole lot of guys will tell you it's like, no, I'm not racist, man. I'm 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 you know, they're like, I'm I'm not racist. I hate everybody. You know, fuck you. You know, that, that's that the new thing, thing but, yeah, that the hate everybody yeah. is the is the way to get over yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, 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 you know, just to put it on that, if, if this, and the city has gotten better, like, it's not as bad as it was, like, Boston now is not like Boston 1980, 19, like, like, you know, late 70s, early, like, we're not there anymore. Like, if Boston right now was exactly the same in terms of, like, makeup and, and demographics and whatnot as it was in, like, 1970, it would have been one of those quote unquote blue states that went for Trump. You know, it would have been that, like one that's of those, like, exactly Michigan what I'm things. saying. But yeah. but I think that yeah. that underbelly is still there. You still hear it. Yeah. You know what I mean. You still get. I mean, I I deal with it here with our like local school elections, right? For yeah, wanting to build oh a school for my young daughter, and everyone else in the city is like, well, no, these fucking. Who, why do the why do the liberal hipster kids need a fucking new school? They can just use the old buildings. I don't see what the big deal is. I went there. I went there. I rode right, a bike yeah. without wearing a helmet. I smoked four packs of cigarettes a day. I'm still healthy. It's like what what, yeah, what the yeah. fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this breaks my this, brain. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the point very quickly because I know a lot of people turn, tuned in for the geek culture stuff and not necessarily the uh, the the Boston and political stuff. But th- this this is coming around to that. Is my point is is that you know the, over the weekend there was a lot of stuff about how you know it's like you know yeah man that KKK's got no place in Boston. Don't come down here. About twenty people showed up for this uh, stupid rally, the free speech rally. If Boston was an open carry city, like, you know, whenever they have one of these protests, they do it down, like, in the South, where, you know, there's, like, you can just walk around with an AR-15 and nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. You know, because whatever, so, well, nobody gives a fuck if you're a white dude. Also you, true. You could, yeah, you, you, you just, like, you, you can't just walk around Boston in your real-life Call of Duty cosplay and, uh, and, and, you know, have that be okay. <laughs> like, the cop, the, the cops will give you some shit about that. You know, I'll, I'll give them that, you know, Boston PD ain't great, but it, it is that. So almost no one showed up to the stupid Nazi rally. So like 20 people showed up and then like, I think it was like 40,000 people. It was at least 20. It was at least 20, but it might've been 40. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and when you see these, the pictures on the news, you know, as much as I would like to say, that, uh, you know, yeah, I was on the front lines and I told those Nazis to go away. I was actually in the side of the march. Like, the, the, there were two, there was like the impromptu march was, uh, the, the, the setup march, rather, uh, was one that started down in Roxbury and then walked all the way up Tremont Street to, uh, to the common where the, the Nazi protest, the, the free speech protest was, uh, being held as, as like a symbolic confrontation. And that was the plan. Like, that was officially organized. That had a pass. That had everything. Uh, so, you know, we were marching up that street. And that was, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter was there. They had a, a truck out front. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, I mean, there, there's no one group that is Antifa, quote unquote, but they were there. Uh, I actually ended up right up the front uh, early on uh, with those because they uh, they had everyone mass up and then march in the opposite direction. So we you know, thought I was towards the middle. It was actually right up the front with uh, you know a lot of what looked like the Antifa and quote unquote black block guys and you know so uh, that was that was interesting. That's wild. Uh, was that was was there with a friend uh, with several friends, but uh, marching uh, with it with a uh, with a good friend. Uh, you know, right up, uh, right up there. And that was good. So the idea was we were going to march towards that as like a symbolic show. And this was massive. This like filled the street for blocks and blocks and marched up the street. Very peaceful, good chanting, lots of applause from the roofs and whatnot. Um, by the time we reached, uh, the Boston Common, by the time we got there, like we're, you know, kind of pushing up against the gates because there's actually not that many entrances directly into the common from that side. Yep. Uh, so as people are going in, um, the word starts to come through that the, uh, the Nazis had basically taken the hell off because an equally large, if not larger group from the official counter protest had just shown up on, on the exact <laughs> other side, you know, and, and were there and had frightened them away, basically. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we, we were, uh, then, then, you know, so we, we met up with some people in the park and, uh, there, there was some, uh, there was some commotion. Uh, one of the guys that got chased out came back, um, you know, in that area in, near the state house, I believe, and uh, got uh, got himself chased and dragged, and uh, may, may, maybe got himself a little shoved around, maybe just maybe, you know, in the park, and uh, you know the, the the cops rolled out with the uh, with the the clubs and whatnot and made everybody go away. Right, which is the right but, uh, which yeah. is the right solution. 
<laughs> I, you know, I, I guess. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't think that the cops needed to be out in the riot gear. Like, I understand why they were, because there's always a chance if something went went down and they're not prepared, you know, they're well, they, catch, they look they're terrible. They look terrible if yeah, that happens. It's, That's a saving face yeah, thing. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, they're there. It was, you know, it, it from the looks of things, it didn't look like the crowd really needed to be, like, ordered to disperse. You know, I, I again, I'm not like a, a military tactician. I, guess, I don't know. I it guess I'd s- chalk it up to kind of the a, a more a more serious version of the reaction of Salem at the end of the night on Halloween. You know, well, yeah, it, well, yeah, get the fuck the, out. You know what I mean? Well, like, well, right, well, well, right, but like, I, I, I think that like, you know, four or five guys on like the police ATVs or a couple of the mounted police, you know, showing up and just getting on the bullhorn, people would have cleared out. Like the the, the well, Nazis yeah. were gone. Yeah, I there think was, with Bo- it, Boston's yeah. thing is they don't want to be the city that that you know understood that the that the turnout of the Nazis or free speech or whatever you want to call it would be less than it would be in a city like Charlottesville. Um, and yeah. so they wanted to be so overprepared that there's no way, you know, if somebody did pull something shitty that they couldn't have the, you know, um, the marathon bombing, you know, reaction where it's, we were on top of it, like freaking flies on shit and just took it down. So they were, they were itchy and ready to jump on anything that was going down. Which is, right, right. which is, you know, like I said, it it seemed peaceful for the most part before that. Besides it that was. stuff that it, happened after the fact, and I, it, that gives me a lot of pride in the people in the people up here because you know it, like like I've heard it said. I think you've even said it. You know, we've been taught that kind of like you know just just don't pay attention to these people, don't pay attention to them mm-hmm. and they'll go away. You know, and it's like, yeah. um, no, we 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 as a city, and I, I sadly I wasn't there. We were on vacation planned beforehand but you know we're keeping tabs on it and making sure you know the people we knew that were there were safe and everything but you know um what was i going to say it's just it's a wonderful showing for the city that you know we could show up in a good peaceful protest just standing there and showing them that this world the world we live in today has no place for these people i think that's the Mm. that's the thing that Mm. i yeah, you're you have a right to your opinion and whatever you want, but um, it it it's it's obsolete. Yeah, yeah, and and look, I I bring up the stuff earlier about like Boston being like there because it's it was it was kind of like a a, a tonal whiplash dealing with it because not being from Boston, you know, seeing a lot of you know the you know a lot a lot of people getting into the it's like you know yeah not here in Boston this can happen and I'm like I'm. The reason, one of the reasons that I'm so glad that there was such turnout like that is because it, knowing, you know, the, you know, I know this city, I've seen its true face, you know, like, have, having that understanding of, of this place that, that I, I've came from and that I do genuinely love is, uh, that, it was not, in, in my head, it's still not a hundred percent of a guarantee that, you know, Boston will do the right things for the right reasons. And, you know, to, to our credit, to our credit, to our credit, you know, Boston went a good solid week of, you know, the country going, hey, hey, yeah, good on you, Boston. And then a couple days ago, people decided to mass burn, uh, Isaiah Thomas's jerseys. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because, womp womp. Uh, because he got, because he got traded. Uh, 
because he got not he didn't leave he got traded and and we still we still like like it's I I dearly love Boston but good lord we are incapable of not being just the ugliest sports fans in the country like it's so ugly and it, it comes from it, a place it, of being ugly because we sucked and we're we're good and we're still ugly it's terrible yeah, we're, we're, yeah you know we're you know it's, it's like you guys have nothing looking, to prove anymore like our football you know, we, team are the yankees of football like yeah and yet we react like we have something to prove like we're not just gonna right. be fucking awesome yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's amazing. Boston sports has the weirdest culture because we are like, like, hell, you can't even say that we're the Yankees of, of anything. Like we, like, like the, the Patriots, the Red Sox and the Celtics are the Patriots, the Red Sox and the Celtics of their divisions. You know, they are like the King Shits and we still like, like our teams are the Patriots, the Red Sox and the Celtics winners, winners, winners. And you didn't mention the Bruins, like Bob. All ri- mention the Bruins before and, you get attacked. And the Bruins. And, and the Bruins. Cam Neely will power. come and fucking kick your ass, dude. Yeah, I'll bet he would. I'll bet he would. You know, look. The, Actually, no, no, no. Are... He'll probably send um, what's-his-head from WAAF after you. Uh, what the <laughs> fuck's that guy's name? The guy that's always no late. Idea, oh, come on. <laughs> I'm going to listen to terrestrial radio. I am a terrible boston person right now because i can't think of freaking lb there we go you're, you're <laughs> lyndon byers lyndon byers you're a terrible boston person because you can't name the guy from the worcester radio station waf was the boston kid yeah come come yeah, on down yeah. we're playing yeah. volbeat 24 7 kid <laughs> Check check out the new one from Breaking Benjamin. I'm sure you remember them. Oh God, there's like seven people who are still fascinated by this. Okay, uh, so I'm fascinated by any, it. Uh, in, in in any case, you know, I I am uh, I. Yeah, Boston. Good job on uh, on on you know driving the Nazis out of Boston. Remember when that would have sounded like a weird phrase. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, Bob. What? 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 What are you going down to protest today? Oh, just the Nazis. Like, like it's not even like, like, like it's not an unusual thing anymore. It's just the Nazis. You know, they're 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 here. Yeah, they're here. Yeah, no. Twenty seven. Yeah, twenty seventeen. Interesting things happen. There was a Wonder Woman movie. Another Avengers came out. The Nazis came back. <laughs> the Nazis came back. Speaking of Wonder Woman. Um. Yes. We, yeah. We oh, yeah. This, this also happened. So. Pat, so. So. Patty Jenkins um, is, you know, fucking awesome. And uh, yes, is, yes, she is. is now what is is she highest paid female director in Hollywood or one of the highest paid directors in Hollywood for taking on Wonder Woman, too? Because that uh, highest paid highest paid woman uh, director, which is it, it's crazy yeah. that that just wasn't a given. Like what yeah. Wonder Woman doing the numbers it did its first two weeks. It should have just been a given that, yes, we're making another one. And of course, we're not going to fuck this up and give it to somebody else. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it, it's kind yeah. of proof positive, right? The only reason Wonder Woman's good is because of the fucking crew that made that movie. There's no, right, right. there's nobody at at Warner Brothers that said, you know, let's make this one good. <laughs> you know, it's, that's not how it went down. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Ah, uh, oh, well, that's awesome. And we have, Sp- yeah, we, no, and we do. I just watched it again. 
Um, we, oh, really? we went to the drive-in and watched it after having to sit through um, the cinematic brilliance that was the nut job too. Um, oh, how, how was that? It's, um, it's shovelware. You know, it, it kind of okay. falls into the Nomeo and Juliet or the, the late, later Madagascar sequels and Ice Age sequels category of, yeah, we got some good voice talent and we just don't know how to Pixar. So it's more like a bad episode of a kid's show. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not terrible. It, 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 I laughed. I, I will say that. It, it, it deserves the bad rap that it's getting. It, it's not offensive. It's like a... <sighs> It's like a Looney Tunes shtick drawn uh, drawn out to seventy minutes with without any good writing. You know, okay. they, it, it, it's just all very shallow. All right, is the best okay. way that I get. But I guess it's a sequel to something that was kind of cute. I didn't see the first one, but again, we go to the drive-in when we go down the Cape, um, no matter what, and uh, um, we sat through that. And my daughter sat on my lap and watched um, the majority of Wonder Woman. Um, eyes wide multi gape she's only 23 months old so that was that was cool that was really cool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so there, there's that 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 actually that had a lot of emotional weight to it cuz that movie's important yeah. and it's well mm-hmm, done mm-hmm. so yeah um but speaking of dc as we go on tangents <laughs> well, I, well, well actually before uh, before that one we should uh, probably if i don't know if you want to jump on this and if not i'll i'll just remove this part from the podcast as we sometimes do uh but uh did you see this thing with james cameron and wonder woman oh fucking james cameron yeah you know so the, this, did, did you see that do you know what i'm talking about yeah so i i mean he's done a decent do we, do we, he's done a do, decent do we want to like clue the audience in, in we case will by the time this goes up this is no longer a story we will but but again with james cameron he's done a decent job as of late of you know just kind of being the guy that praised a shitty Terminator movie. Why I don't know, but uh, yeah. but, uh, but you know is he he's got a good track record. He's he's re-releasing his movies in 3D and and Avatar was okay and maybe he'll make 20 more, 15 or 30. He's like the Terrence Malick of sci-fi. Uh, but 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 anyway, um, or, or that's actually Terrence Malick can be the Terrence Malick of sci-fi too. But yeah, what the hell does he have any right saying anything about Wonder Woman? Well, you know, the, here, here's the thing, because, and again, this is something that's sort of, uh, is a thing that's come up this week, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, male filmmakers from the, uh, 80s and 90s who, you know, were, you know, if not primarily known, very heavily known as sort of, uh, vanguards of, quote unquote, the strong female character, in, uh, in quotation marks, uh, sort of, uh, kind of putting their foot in it, uh, to one degree or another. Um, uh, J- James Cameron for years, you know, he had the, the two identities that he had was that he was really good about, uh, action, uh, and made uh, really good, smart sci-fi movies. Yeah. It's the, ri- does... the writing is what was his, it was very well choreographed and written sci-fi. That was the, yeah, yeah. it was good stuff. Right. But, but also this is the guy who, you know, uh, like. The Alien franchise, he did not invent Ripley, but he did give us Aliens, which gave us Ripley with the flamethrower and the machine and the get away from her, you bitch, and the yeah, punching the queen. He, you know, get, you know, the, the, he's responsible yeah, like, like, for the a, iconography. Yeah. Right. And, and he gave us Sarah Connor, uh, you know, and, and whatnot. Uh, he, you know, he gave us Titanic, which is, you know, one of the, uh, you know, it, 
like they treated Leonardo DiCaprio like he was the star of that movie, but that was like a a very female centric, female driven film. This this is a thing that he he does a lot, and he was sort of a vanguard of that. So uh, James Cameron decided to weigh in in an interview with The Guardian uh, about uh, Wonder Woman, and you know the the bigger context for this is you know the the eighties and nineties action uh, filmmakers and whatnot. A lot of them are sort of looking at, at the landscape, which is now you're either making superhero movies or you're not making movies. You're and, right. uh, and, 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 and having some, some negative things to, to say about this. So, uh, James Cameron, uh, has weigh, weighed in on, uh, Wonder Woman and, uh, basically, uh, I'm, I'm looking for his quote here now, is that, uh, he, he praised Patty Jenkins. He said he thought her movie Monster was really good. Uh, but he, he took exception with the way that, uh, Wonder Woman, uh, in the movie was, uh, was depicted because, you know, she is very pretty and made up and, you know, has the, uh, the, the, the bare long legs. And, you know, I mean, you know, Gal Gadot is, uh, is, is a breathtaking woman. She just, Absolutely. She, like, like she, she, she is, they, they cast this very well because she can do the action, but she really is sort of like, she she looks like she shouldn't exist, you know. Right. She she looks she looks like a painting. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and, and like, I mean, and I mean that yeah. in a very it just, it just it looks like someone concocted, you know. Like this yeah, is no. this is a statue to you know what what Wonder Woman is not um yeah. not oh we found this actress who just looks like this. Right. Yeah. You know. It, yeah. It's it's not a matter of you know. Uh, and and she seems to be ideally suited to this. Like they they built their conception of this character around what she can do. I have no idea if she can act at all in any other context, but she's perfect at exactly this. And you know, I I don't want to just be you know two guys being gross about this for you know overly long. No. But, you know, no. Just, but I mean, yeah, the, the yeah. fact that they had all the other characters speak with her accent and made the Amazonians just have her accent instead of yeah. fucking with it is because it, it made her charming without having to pretend to be somebody else. It's like, that's Gal Gadot yeah. on screen, you know? Yeah. And, th- and that's uh, awesome. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, so acknowledging that, you know, yes, this is, you know, it, it's not like you can look at this movie and say, it's like, Oh yeah, I guess she's okay. looking. you know, she, she's ridiculously hot in, in this movie. So, uh, James Cameron has basically opined that uh, because of the way that it's there, he says, you know, she's an objectified icon and it's just male Hollywood doing the same old thing. And he compared this negatively to uh, to his own movies and the way that he has uh, portrayed women in his movies and said this is a step backwards. Uh, and he described, uh, uh, you know, Sarah Connor, who, and look, you know, the, these are the two things that everyone knows about the, the James Cameron uh, female heroes in Alien and Terminator, is that they were not, you know, quote-unquote conventional in the way that they were depicted. You know, uh, R- you know, Ripley had the, the short hair, and, you know, she was, you know, angry and grungy and punched them. She was still gorgeous because Sigourney Weaver. Right. right? Uh, and, and then, you know, Linda Hamilton is all jacked and had, you know, the muscles doing the pull-ups and shooting the guns and getting all sweaty and mean in the Terminator movies. Definitely kind of a tough, gritty kind of thing on it. Uh, so he said that uh, his basic point was that he did it better, basically, that, uh, that, that because he did not have a conventionally model-gorgeous uh, women as, as his female heroes, that that's the, the real forward feminist version of this, and Wonder Woman is a step backwards because that's just, you know, uh, a pretty girl jumping around for the guys. Uh, it is curious that uh, Cameron, 
uh, describes Linda Hamilton uh, in Terminator as not a beauty icon. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure that, uh, the ex Mrs. James Cameron, Linda Hamilton, is really, really happy. Yeah, to be I wonder if not it a beauty se- seems a lot of this comes from that, and that's kind of unfortunate. I yeah. mean, this is the gentleman that didn't win his best picture Oscar to his other ex wife. Well, look, and I, I don't, uh. we're about to, you know, we're, we're, we're about to anyway because of another guy in nerd culture that, uh, you know, kind of got dragged for being, uh, for, for being naughty this, this past, uh, week yeah. and a half. And, uh, but look, I'm, I, I'm singularly disinterested in whether or not, uh, you know, James Cameron thinks that his version right, of a it, female it, action it's... hero is, but like, I, I don't, I don't give a shit. You know, this is, you know, d- directors, you know, like talking back and forth a- at each other's work in in this way of, especially when it's you know a, a seasoned director versus someone who is not brand new but someone who's kind of pushing into blockbusters. For, I I really don't care. I uh, I think that he's uh, my my opinion on it because it's it's not like I can say oh James Cameron is objectively wrong about this I think he's wrong I think he has like the wrong take but if if he looks at uh, at Wonder Woman and says you know this 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 doesn't feel you know like uh, like an empowering thing to me he he's entitled to that opinion I think it's dumb but he's entitled to it what interests me uh, about it is that it feels an awful lot like this does not wind me up like what I do, like, like it, I, it feels like it's weird that he'll acknowledge that, uh, Gal Gadot, you know, jumping 20 feet in the air, looking like a supermodel in, uh, you know, ancient Roman cosplay is a fetish, but that like, his thing is the way that he, yeah, yeah, right. That like, you know, he, he looks at that and says, no, 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 this, this, you know, completely made up, exaggerated, uh, you know, heavily objectified, version of okay. uh, a woman hero is uh it, that is just a fantasy and that's hollywood pandering but my thing that very clearly is uh you know aimed at uh what i'm what i'm into what gets me going that's not a fetish at all that's the realness and it, it reminds me of the the like a director version of that uh the guy who posted like the uh the the essay about how wonderful a guy he was because his wife was uh a little bit overweight by conventional standards yeah and that, you know it, it it reminds me of that it reminds me of you know james cameron saying it's like it fe- and i maybe this is where he's coming from and it that this whole thing is so dumb but it, it feels an awful lot like he's coming right up to you know i'm a real feminist because i like uh women who don't look like uh supermodels yeah you know? and it's it it it's just such a dodgy territory to, to insert yourself into. And he yeah. doesn't really have, he doesn't have like an, uh, the, to not use, he doesn't have an offensive. I could see this being very offensive, but it, yeah. I don't, I don't think his statement is trying to be like, he's not trying to be a dick. He's, he just doesn't, he, he doesn't have any, gra- he is exactly. He yeah. is. And he doesn't have any ground to stand on. And so yeah. it's just this benign, like, dickish thing that, like, didn't have to be said. And it, it, there's no point to it. Like, what does he gain? He's not making his own Wonder Woman movie. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it's really silly. Well, it, it's, you know, I, look, I, it clearly, this is something that he has, you know, strong feelings about. I mean, this I'm, is, this I'm, is the guy that made True yeah. Lies, for Christ's sakes. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, that, every, if, if have you watched that recently? That yeah, that's troublesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, tr- it's, I yeah, mean, no, it's tr- a fun movie, but it's troublesome. <laughs> yeah, True Lies is the definition of a movie that's like you know, hey, yeah, this is a pretty good movie uh, about that second act, though. Yeah, and I mean, he <laughs> all of these things he said, like you you use any scene with Jamie Lee Curtis from the second act of that movie and it negates his statement. Well, yeah, and it's like like I said this I I I really hate, you know, all of like talking about like, you know, gossip and celebrities opinions of each other and whatnot, but the the the, the thing of it is is that it's so so he, so yeah. so basically James Cameron's being a dick. There's no reason to be yeah. a dick. Wonder Woman is awesome and I I disagree. I disagree with his take. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's wrong to have that take, but I, but I disagree with it. Um, yeah, I um, think Wonder I'm, Woman is very empowering in being that it shows a woman being looking like she looks on screen and still being right. awesome, and that not being a point of the film. Like aside from having a little bit of fun with it, Wonder Woman doesn't spend most of its runtime being like, "Hey, look at how look at how pretty she is," and look, it, it's more like. Badass shit is happening. Hang on, you know. Well, it and doesn't. It doesn't need to. But it, uh, but some movies you know, would I, spend a lot yeah. of time with it. I mean, like, look at. Well, no. I mean, it. I mean, it doesn't need to because you know it. It's you know you know like that that Chris Rock joke about how drugs sell themselves. Right. You know, like, right. You know, you know, a crack dealer never said, "How am I going to get rid of all of this crack?" You know, I. I don't think uh, ca- calling Wonder Woman objectifying, as as a movie it kind of reveals more about the person looking at it than yes. the movie it is be- because uh they didn't yeah, film her yeah, like yeah, they're, Michael they're... Bay films military gear <laughs> it's what it really comes down to the man yeah. wants the man wants to have sex with helicopters and tanks and guns like that's what comes <laughs> yeah. off on screen in his movies some movies the camera goes out of its way and in a leering way to make a, a female character uh, look appealing and uh, and and beautiful. Uh, in the case of this one, I think they just kind of turned the camera on, and that was enough. You know, right? It you know it's like that's that's not an objectifying shot. That's just a photograph of a woman who happens to look like that. Right. So Wonder Woman, DCEU, James Cameron objectification of women brings us to Joss fucking Whedon. Oh, do we have to? Hey, dude, I mean, it, it's the obvious next step. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know. Okay, so... Um, we will tread lightly keep... on this one. So so do, do you want to catch people up on what happened here, or are you fully in the grasp of what happened here? I don't think I'm fully in the grasp, because I, I tend... When I, when, when I, you know, love as much of the body of work that somebody makes, it's kind of like, you know... Well, it it seems like there was something to run with, but okay. So the 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 like the short version of this is messy. Divorce is messy. Yeah. Okay. So what happened here? And this was back on the, you know, I think the twenty second or the twenty first. Uh, way back in, uh, like five years ago. So like uh, twenty eleven or whatnot. Joss Whedon, uh, pretty much very quietly, uh, divorced. Uh, got uh, separated from and divorced his wife, uh, Kai Cole. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, um, and that was pretty much all, like, the last anyone had heard, had heard of this. You know, uh, the, these are two basically private people. 
Yeah. Uh, they, they, you know, that you don't usually hear a lot from when they're not working. Uh, so Kai, Kai Cole, um, the ex-wife of, uh, Joss Whedon, uh, wrote, uh, for there, there's a Hollywood, uh, a blog called The Wrap, which is a, a fairly respected publication. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who have written for there, have written for there. Uh, nothing against The Wrap, though. The Wrap is cool. Uh, so she wrote an essay, like basically, uh, what we used to call an open letter that was, uh, published in The Wrap. Uh, and the gist of which is that, uh, she was calling him out for, uh, because Joss Whedon, for those of you who, who, for some reason you're listening to this podcast and you're still here, uh, hearing us talk about Joss Whedon, but if you've heard of him but don't know what he's known for, he created Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, and he's sort of, uh, you know, he's a very politically progressive figure on social media and in yep. filmmaking, uh, is very well known for writing, uh, really good, strong, interesting woman characters, and has kind of, you know, like, worn the, uh, you know, back when it wasn't the coolest thing in the world to do, uh, kind of, you know, adopted the mantle of, uh, of the male feminist, quote unquote, said, I'm a feminist, I'm for right. all of these, co-, you know, it's like, you know, and, you know, good, good on that. Okay, so, uh, his ex-wife writes this open letter to the rap, uh, wherein she says, actually, he is, he is not that feminist, uh, because he, uh, he cheated on me throughout our marriage. Okay, that's bad. Yeah, it sucks. You can't sugarcoat right, yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, like, like, you know, like, like all political business aside, that's bad. You know, he, he cheated on me during our marriage, uh, you know, had, uh, what she called physical and emotional affairs. Uh, you know, that's interesting. Uh, not, not that I'm, I'm not like making light of it. It's just you don't usually see that like called out as, as, you know, like grounds for this sort of thing. So that's, un, that, that's atypical. She goes on to write that, uh, he had, uh, multiple affairs. And that he, uh, that some of these affairs were with women who were working with him or working under him. Yeah. Which, since he's a writer, writer, director, and showrunner, like, that's, look, I'm, you, just, you shouldn't, you know? Like, the, well, the position of power, like, I, I understand people, I, I understand people will get into relationships with people that they work with. I have, uh, you know, Many people have, like you know, work is a place that you meet people. But like, there's I met a... my wife at a blockbuster. She yeah. wasn't working yeah. there, but yeah. right, yeah. Well, but but like you you know what I mean. But like, there's there's a difference between hey, you know, we both work on the same level of of this office, and we see each other all the or time. Or when it's a power play or something. Else. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. like when 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 you're the writer, and again, you know. No one has been named, so so we don't know. But like the 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 running assumption has been okay, you know, um, other writers and staffers and actresses or whatnot that that are he he had uh, some sort of relationships with people in those positions, which which is bad. It's these situations, you know. Yeah. Th- that this one, it it makes a person that that's this is something that was never questioned, like you said, personal, like the. Him, yeah. him and his ex-wife kept their lives very personal. So this is one yeah. of those things. This is the last guy you'd ever think about hearing a story like this. And so well, it makes, well, at least him, in the public eye, it, it makes them well, real. I, it makes them real. Well, I, uh, you know, the, the thing is, I think that the reason this has gotten, because this is really kind of all that, that that's in there, uh, except for the other thing, which I'll get to in a moment. But like the reason that this caught on is because like for a decade, Joss Whedon was, you know, the male feminist. Well, that's what and I mean. And had, so it, it just, it, it, it takes down that whole, 
that whole tower. You know, it's like, well, oh, it's a, I, I don't, I don't know that it takes it down. Like, we'll see what happens to his career. Uh, but the, the reason that I think this caught on is not because everyone is shocked, but because for as long as he's been one of these, you know, icon heroic figures in this, there have been people saying, as you say with every other, you know, human being, uh, you know, hey, he is imperfect, uh, you know, he is, or he is probably imperfect, you know, that, and also that there have been as hard as he seems to try, uh, in his work of, uh, of putting in all of these, you know, progressive, feminist, woman-friendly themes and whatnot, you know, is that there's also been some problematic stuff, some stuff that's, you know, still some very kind of, you know, white dude kind of stuff. And yes. uh, pe- people for a long time have, uh, you know, and anyone who would raise any kind of, hey, wait a minute, objection to the way he handled certain characters or certain elements in there, there would always be kind of like a shouting down of, no, he's the good guy, he's on this side, you know, Buffy meant so much to me growing yeah. up. Yeah. You know, don't... So, so people have been waiting, uh, both very good people who had legitimate complaints and were sick of hearing them not addressed, and also assholes who want to look at something like this and say, ha you see, all of the male feminists is even worse than us, they're just hiding it. Exactly. And what, oh. and what I think lit, lit the spark on, on this one is that in the open letter uh, blog that uh, Kai Cole wrote, uh, that, you know, her thesis of it was that in her opinion... Uh, he is that that this cum- the cumulative effect that of of the fact that he cheated and uh, and whom he may or may not have cheated with. Uh, in her opinion, she agrees that he is someone who, you know, has used being a male feminist as a shield for uh, his bad behavior. Uh, uh. Now, she she is a hundred percent entitled to, to feel that way, and it's certainly you know. It's it's an absolutely valid way to look at it and say yeah that makes a lot of sense uh, you know I I don't I don't know about that like this is the the when I say I hate talking about this celebrity gossip stuff what I hate talking about is trying to look at people and say oh you know what are they thinking what are the realities of these people's relationship I don't fucking know there's, there, and, and there's no it, way to know and even what we end up hearing yeah. is probably not the whole story right. so it, it, yeah well and it's and it's none of my business exactly and, yeah now that having been said. Uh, a lot of the, uh, because the way that the, the press has reported on this has kind of, uh, you know, been this very kind of service level, hey, uh, Joss Whedon cheated on his wife, and she says that uh, to her this means that he, uh, you know, is someone who wears, fem- and look, I, I don't know or care if Joss Whedon is sitting around going, I'm actually a dick, but I'm going to be a feminist and no one will touch me. I, I don't really give a shit, but it's, it certainly is a uh, a thing for people to look out for in themselves, you know, to not let uh, a- an image that you may have for yourself of being, I'm one of the good guys, become a way that you justify the parts of yourself that are not so good. Yeah, you know, which absolutely. I've, 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 which I've been guilty of, and I think Same. a lot of people have been guilty of, you know, of, of saying, well... You know, this this is a not great aspect of my personality, but other people are worse, and I'm on the right side of things, so I'm not going to examine it. No, so I'll just carry I'll just carry it. that torch and and go and step past it. Yeah, right. Now that all of that having been said, and I know I've run my mouth enough, but uh, uh, the 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 meat of of this uh, post that went in 
was that he, according to uh, Kai Cole, uh, Joss Whedon, basically wrote a letter to her as their relationship was falling apart and uh, described himself as the, the reason that... Uh, the you know the the this is the why did I uh, why did I do why did I behave this way toward you uh, kind of a letter and uh, according to her what he he described himself as the problem with this was that I was actually being the height of normal in our culture we're taught to be providers and companions and at the same time to conquer and acquire specifically sexually and I was pulling off both so how could I not be swept up in this so basically oh no uh, you know again. Yeah. So according to according to her, uh, Kai Cole, ex-wife of Joss Whedon, uh, he basically tried to justify uh, or at least explain what he was doing as, you know, yes, I did this and it's bad. But as a male feminist, I am also aware that it's society that made me do this. So somehow not so bad. You know, oh. like I, yeah, like, you know, like, like I'm. I, I admit that I've tra- and again, this is what has been claimed to have been said. Um, it's my policy to believe women, so same. I, yeah. So, so yeah. and and to believe and the, that that's some vile shit. That's that's not good. That that sounds like that sounds like borderline, you know, men's right activist type shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it, well it, it it is, but it's it's like an inver it's it's an inversion. And the thing is, is because well, no, it's I, not. I I'm, I'm heard... instinctually supposed to be able to do this, so fuck off. No, no. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, it, it, well, it's 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 not even just a uh, just a fuck off because it it does go on and it says you know this was wrong of me. I appoint you. It's basically you know yes, I did it, but please don't be but but you know don't be mad at me. Be mad at the cultural forces that uh, lead you know, me to, to, uh, for, for it to be easy for me. And, uh, oh. you know, it's, it's, it's this kind of co-opting your wokeness to, uh, and, and your awareness as a way to not even excuse what you did, but like mitigate it, you know, like, it's like, yes, what I did was bad, but isn't it worse that we live in a society where I can get away with it? Yeah. Oh, I was just, or yeah. I was, I was just trying to show that it's so easy. I, I pointing out the loophole. What? Yeah, well, not, 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 it, yeah, it's, it's, uh, so, and, and look, you know, again, this is messy divorce is, is messy. And yeah, exactly. I was, ne- yeah, and, and I was never someone who was particularly invested in the idea of Joss Whedon or any, you know, artist not named like Steven Spielberg or Shigeru Miyamoto as, uh, you know, because we all, I think we all have to have, uh, you know, one or two. But, like, I was never particularly invested in the idea of Joss Whedon as, like, the progressive savior of film. I just thought he was a pretty good writer and movie director, uh, you know, who actually was very good at uh, writing uh, strong female characters. But it's, you know, I, I don't know, Chris, your thoughts, your thoughts. No, you know, I, I feel about the same way. I, I've, I've enjoyed a large portion of his body of work. I mean... This gentleman brought me Cabin of the Woods. Um, you know, I, I yeah. freaking love. I mean, that's also Drew Goddard, right? And you know, th- that yeah, guy, yeah. that guy's been nominated for Academy Awards now. I mean, they're a writing team. They're they're friends. It's just, it's like you said. I, I, policy is to you know b- believe the woman in this this kind of situation. The things that he's being accused of, especially his explanation for it, sounds pretty vile. Um. It, it, it's kind of a shitty, you know, trying to intelligently find a way to blame 
you know, society and the things that you've learned from being, you know, the, the progressive male feminist, it, it, it's scary, but you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to have to hold on with it. And, you know, my opinion on it is, it's like you said, this is none of my business. Um, it sucks. It sucks that someone that I, I, I respect what they've done in film and everything can, can have some scars and shit about them. I mean, I've got the same problems with, you know, Mel Gibson and, and Tom Cruise. Right. But, um, you know, I'll admit when one of them is capable of making something good. Um, so, <sighs> and I, I haven't heard anyone like, like, no, not that I've seen, you know, it, it, like, it's not like anyone's talking about like a, uh, like, like a, a boycott of Joss Whedon movies, you know, because I, again, it, this, this is, you know, a guy was an asshole and cheated on his wife and used a, uh, a really supposedly a, a bunch of bullshit to, uh, to justify, yeah. you know? You know, everyone who has ever cheated and gotten caught, you know, which, by the way, always sucks. Like, I'm I'm not minimizing any of this at all. But, uh, you know, what makes this, like, the, the story here is not, you know, this guy did a terrible thing. This is a terrible thing that, that unfortunately does happen all the time. Where, whereas this, you know, yes, cheating on your, your spouse is fucking awful. And, you know, s- supposedly, you know... Uh, messing around in the context of the power dynamic of a a boss, uh, you know, becoming romantically involved with people working under him. Quote, it makes it makes you a is, shitty person. Is, is, yeah, it's sketchy and bad. But the the novelty of this quote unquote is that it's is that it's this guy Joss Whedon and who is thought of as uh, as you know the the uh, you know a a feminist creator quote unquote and uh, so. Uh, that's really uh that that's really ugly. And it, and it's like and, you uh, said the the yeah. big the, the the worst aside from the fact, you know that there there was some fucked up shit, you know, if, if you follow the accusations, you know, that's people taking advantage of, that's, you know, uh, someone cheating on and then divorcing a wife. This is just bad for everybody involved, right? This is this was a shit situation before it even got out in the public eyes, right? But it's the it's the people on the other side that are looking for fuel for the fire of look at now all of these guys that claim to be, you know, good people. Everyone's just a shithead. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? And mm-hmm. and so the fuel to that fire is a disappointing one because it, it takes some oomph out of the out of the cause, you know, the cause of, you know, hey, you know, there's still legitimately good people out here. You know, hey, <laughs> yeah, we're n- none of us are perfect, but, you know, there I I. I think the cause of women's rights will survive Joss Whedon not I being agree. a good person, though, Chris. I, I'm not saying it's taking it down. I'm saying it gives more fuel to the fire of the, the dickheads. Yeah. You know, is all I'm so, really saying. Yeah. Right. So pulling this back around to, uh, to, to what the podcast is meant to be about. And uh, yes, guys, just keep so that y'all can keep in mind, uh, you know, no big new movies came out this week. So we have nothing else to talk about. Well, uh, we, we, we were just talking about the DCEU, which which I tried oh, to yes. get to, really, yeah. which we already touched on. So Joss Whedon, it was b- b- before all of this came out and still is attempting to take up the reins and make a Justice League movie out of um, what Zack Snyder sadly had to had to leave because of the, the terrible things that happened with his family and that's that's awful yes yes. and Mm -hmm. so um you know this was you know just like joss whedon when he was you know announced as the avengers guy it's like cool a multi-character movie written by a guy known for writing multiple characters the same thing could be said okay he's gonna come in and maybe either keep the course of a movie that 
could have been good or take a movie that might have been just another Batman versus Superman and help make it better. Yeah. That takes a little bit of wind out of the sails of that, but less important because we've beaten that horse to death. Um, yes, we have. Bring, brings us to another Boston guy in um, more goings on with Ben Affleck in this weird ass Batman movie. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so now that so far this this has been clarified. Um, oh God, the situation is so bizarre. Uh, so Ben Affleck was uh, cast as Batman and Batman v Superman. Uh, everyone had kind of assumed that he would play Batman for however long he wanted to play Batman, which, according to the original way they set this up, was to make, like, several movies of, you know, Justice League team-up movies, and then play Batman in a solo movie. Uh, oh, and he was also in Suicide Squad for, like, five minutes. Yeah, let's not talk about Suicide Squad. Yeah, we don't need to talk about Suicide Well, we will later, but not right now. So, Ben Affleck, uh, play, um, has this role, he's Batman. Uh, as pretty much as soon as the reviews started to come in on Batman v Superman, you know, it became a, a meme for the internet uh, of to to be looking at images of Ben Affleck looking very, very sad, uh, like a man who in the midst of, uh, hey, uh, another messy divorce had signed on to do something that sounded like a good idea and was no longer a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, ostensibly, Ben Affleck was originally supposed to write and direct and star in uh, a solo Batman movie spun off from the Justice League universe called The Batman. Which, at its core, sounds like a great idea to me. It does. To, to make a good movie because Affleck, aside from um, aside from the gangster movie he made, um, what was that? Uh, we Are oh, the, Night, oh, we the Night, We Are the Night. Live by Night. Live by Night. His track record as writer-director has been freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Right? So seeing another good writer-director and, you know, I'll give or take the star side of that, I, I think there was a good performance to be found in his Batman if he was directing and writing it. I don't think what got on screen in Batman versus Superman did that. But, um, you know, I was excited to see this movie. Yeah. You know, I, I was curious. Yeah, I, I, at least it would have been interesting. I mean, it's as interesting, yeah. you know, as back when we first heard, you know, Christopher Nolan, who at the time had what made Insomnia and mm -hmm. and the, and following in Memento. Right. There wasn't another movie under his because was it the prestige came in between Batman movies. So this was a guy that had made art house movies and he got Batman. So, you know, it, yeah, we could have had another interesting take that. That would have been cool to see. Yep. So so uh, so then what happened? Well, uh, the timeline gets a little weird after Batman v Superman because they pretty much went directly into production on Justice League. Uh, you know, to make the 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 next uh, the next movie in this, uh, and then as they were doing that, you know, as the shooting for that was basically almost done, then they decided, okay, let's do the Batman. Uh, at a certain point, things very clearly started to fall apart behind the scenes at Warner Brothers. Looking at uh, all of these movies, looking at the 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 less than they thought box office for Batman v Superman, the terrible reviews, the terrible reviews for Suicide Squad, uh, pe people j just just not liking these movies that they had and that they had committed to. You know, this whole big slate of stuff based on a lineup of characters and a way of doing it 
and a, a visual sensibility that it seems like no one wants now. So Ben Affleck was supposed to make The Batman as part of this. Uh, he eventually dropped out of directing The Batman right around the same time that we found out that Zack Snyder was leaving post-production on Justice League due to a family tragedy. Uh, ben Affleck will not direct The Batman, then he will not write The Batman. Uh, people were pretty much, ex like, for about three months now. Uh, we're waiting for him to drop out. Altogether. Yeah, people have been, yeah, people have been waiting for, uh, the other shoe to drop of Ben Affleck is no longer playing Batman, that they're just gonna, that, that, that he's gonna bail on this somehow. He keeps saying, no, I'm not. They keep saying, no, I'm not, but it keeps looking like he kind of is. Uh, Casey Affleck, uh, who knows if you can take Casey Affleck seriously, but Casey Affleck in an interview, you know, just kind of said like off the cuff, what? No, he's not doing that movie. Was he and me then, like, or Chester in Me and Chester by the Sea? I think he was, uh, I think he was Chester. Okay. That's what I thought. I, Casey Affleck played Chester in Me and Chester by the Sea. Me and Chester by the Sea. That's, that's right. Right. Yeah. So, so, uh, so, so Casey Affleck just kind of off the cuff said, no, Ben's not doing that movie in like an interview and like it was nothing and then corrected himself when you know on realizing that uh you know it was like that that he just didn't know um meanwhile so so basically it oh Matt Reeves by the way from the Planet of the Apes prequels is directing the Batman now Yeah we we talked uh, about that on a, on a previous Batman. cast and he's awesome right. so I Yeah no I think I think that's great um pretty much everyone has been expecting that at some point the news will be Ben Affleck is no longer going to do this movie. And it, it a lot of things that have been lending credence to this is that Warner Brothers canceled a few potential DC movies. Like, they weren't ones that had been named, but they took them off the slate and said, you know, two DC movies are no longer coming out here. Uh, they've greenlit a bunch of other stuff. Uh, they decided not to make the Flash movie. Uh, as it turned out, that was news. I think a week and a half ago. Yep. Uh, that that the the Flash uh, might might be more like two weeks. That the Flash movie is uh, that there's still going to be a movie about the Flash, but it will no longer be the Flash movie. Yeah, they're doing uh, what? Uh, that, Flashpoint? Is that what they're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they went through like four directors on the Flash, and then it eventually became, you know, what we're not doing the Flash anymore. We're going to do Flashpoint. And everyone, everyone's ears kind of pricked up because Flashpoint was uh, one of the most recent uh, DC comic stories, because DC does this every five fucking years, uh, that was used to reboot and reverse uh, the DC universe um, and just kind of shake it up. Uh, like every couple of minutes, DC kind of grabs the snow globe and shakes it and then puts it back down and says, uh, okay, th this is how it's always been forever. Right. And, uh, and, and, you know, a couple heroes know that the world is different, but most of them don't. And this is our brand new continuity to be less confusing for people. <laughs> you know, they, they do this. It's usually like a crisis event, but this time it was Flashpoint. And, uh, so Flashpoint became, uh, became that. We're coming back from a hard edit there, folks. So Flashpoint was like the most recent crisis type event. Uh, that involved the Flash going back in the comics, going back in time. They just did it on the TV show too. Uh, he goes back in time and tries to prevent something, then comes back and the future's all messed up. And then he goes back and forth a bunch of times to fix it, meets a bunch of different versions of heroes. And then when he finally stops, it's okay. Uh, everything is different now, but I stopped evil things from happening, so it's okay. And that was the new 52 universe of DC comic stuff. 
when uh, they sort of reshook it and said, okay, everyone has only existed for five years. You know, you all go. of the previous stuff. Yeah. So what a lot of people have assumed and or hoped, and I did a whole episode about this on one of the shows, is that the Flashpoint movie will, is that the reason that they're doing this is Warner Brothers going, okay, we are going to ride out however many of these things we've already greenlit in the Zack Snyder Justice League mold, and then we're going to use Flashpoint to say, uh, oh, sorry, uh, reboot and uh, make it a different thing now because they've realized that they just cannot continue to lose money and get terrible response from these movies. Right. Uh, I don't know if that's the case. It feels like they're heading to a soft reboot anyway. Like, Justice League, uh, the movie, was supposed to be a two-part thing, and the first one was going to lead directly into part two. Justice League 2 is no longer on the slate. Like, they're no longer going to jump right into it. Uh, it's not going to end on a to-be-continued, supposedly. Like, it was supposed to be going to... Because, like, the, the bad guy is Steppenwolf, who is <laughs> traditionally, like, a, a, a lead-in bad guy to Darkseid. Right. Because he has the sillier name than Darkseid. Uh, so, yeah, the Justice League is going to fight Steppenwolf, a bad guy that no one's ever heard of, and it was supposed to be the the lead-in to Darkseid, who also no one's ever heard of, but he was at least on the cartoon at some point. Right. But uh, now it's just going to be, hey, we fight Steppenwolf, and supposedly that's the end of the movie because they're going in a different direction. Uh, so a lot of people have been assuming that Things are shaking up, and whatever the DCEU was planned to be a year ago, it's no longer going to be, and that that might include Ben Affleck bailing as Batman because he doesn't need this bullshit in his life. Yeah. Um, now, no one seems to know if that's the case, because earlier, because what also happened this week, uh, this huge week of news for the DC movies, is Warner Brothers announced a bunch of new projects, and the first one of them was Martin Scorsese. I just want to say this again. Martin Scorsese. Yep. The director of Goodfellas. Taxi Driver. Director of The Age of Innocence. Director of The Departed. Director of... Just, just like the guy. Like Martin Scorsese. The, 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 the king shit film nerd. Uh, you know... I mean, just, just look, at, just look at Hugo, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Yeah, uh, a a so, movie a movie I love. I absolutely love Hugo, but I did yeah. not expect that I was going to be getting into a movie about film preservation when I walked yeah, into yeah. Hugo. Holy shit! Yeah. So Ma Martin Scorsese, the patron saint, the living embodiment of the classy, dignified, but also you know cool and and edgy and uh, awesome side. Of, of mainstream uh, Hollywood uh, filmmaking will produce for Warner Brothers a Joker origin story. An origin, a, a set-alone origin movie for the Joker. That would be the gangster who looks like a clown because Batman put him in acid. <laughs> and this film will be written and directed by none uh, other Todd, than Todd Todd Phillips, Phillips you know di director of the hangover and old school and road trip yes <laughs> and i'm so, pretty sure mr woodcock if i'm not mistaken 
<laughs> something like that. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's Martin Scorsese. So, okay, like, you know what? Scorsese got to get paid too. I'm, I'm all for it. You know, like, uh, I, I can remember a time when I was like, well, 15 years old, where if you told me, like, Martin Scorsese was going to do Goodfellas, but for the Joker, I would have thought, like, oh my god, it's the greatest thing ever, and now all I can think of is, you know, Marty, you're, you're getting close to 80, man, you sure you want to spend a couple of years on this? Well, Bob, let's, let's but, pretend let's yeah. pretend this was even five years ago. Yeah. All right, when did The Dark Knight come out? My, my brain's sh- shit in the bed right now. Dark uh, Knight was 2010? Uh, no, 2008. 2008 was Dark Knight. 2008, okay. So let, let's call yeah. this, like I said, like or 2009, 2010. Let's assume we right, live yeah. in a universe where Heath Ledger hadn't died. Okay? If this mm-hmm. was a follow-up to The Dark Knight, <laughs> and it wasn't Todd Phillips yeah. directing, because that part still doesn't make fucking sense to me. But um, mm. if it was Martin Scorsese producing the Heath Ledger Joker origin story movie, holy shit, would we be all singing a different tune? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. How, how quickly well, it, the tides have turned. Yeah, yeah. So, so okay. Look, all, all kidding aside, you know, I'm sure, you know, if Scorsese thinks there's value in this project, there's probably value in it. But the news of this was that this movie will not be connected to the other DC movies. Bum bum bum. Now we we had heard like you know versions of this before. Like we had, we had heard uh, that the the Shazam movie that is uh, in production. Uh, is is supposedly not part of the DCEU, that it's going to do its own thing. Uh, but uh, we had not uh, heard anyone actually say that this uh, that Warner Brothers was not only going to make DC movies that were not connected to the DC Extended Universe continuity, which is what the Justice League is, and uh, Justice League, Man of Steel, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman are all part of that, but that there's going to be a whole separate label, which they have not labeled yet. I because think Dark call Universe it... was already taken. <laughs> dark Universe. <It's> Prodigium. <laughs> okay, no, I'm not getting off on Prodigium. We'll be here all night. Um, so, Warner Brothers will now have a separate label where there will be DC movies that are not part of the regular DCEU, where directors and writers can do whatever they want with characters and not have to worry about the continuity. I They'll probably call it Elseworlds or something, because that's what it's called on the comic side. And you know what? Cool, cool. That that, that sounds fun, right? It sounds um, actually like, interesting. Yeah. The only interesting yeah, like, thing I, I've heard in this whole thing. Yeah, I, I do like that it's it's really only been a couple of years since the Avengers came out and already, hey, what if we just made one good movie is like a, a, a brand new idea that they just thought of. <laughs> so so uh, this is this totally new thing I invented. It's called not having continuity. It's totally new. Just made it up. But uh, so, OK, so that's one thing. Um it also feels like, like, if I'm being, like, uh, projective and conspiratorial about this, it feels kind of like if they're still also going to do Flashpoint at some point uh, down the road, whenever that's slated to come out, that that would be a really convenient way to say, okay, all of the stuff that wasn't connected before, if you liked any of it, now it is connected, because Flashpoint. Right. Right. But, okay, so, so it's the, so, but this is happening and they're going to do this slate of other movies and, you know, who knows if any of them will actually come out because it's Warner Brothers. Matt Reeves, while speaking to the press, uh, at some point, 
uh, had mentioned that uh, said something that sounded to someone like the Batman, uh, as he's making, is not part of the DCEU. Oh, jeez. So for three days, the internet went nuts, because now this felt like the ultimate confirmation of, oh, of course, that's how they'll get this going ahead without Affleck. They will, these will be part of this non-connected slate, it'll do its own thing, and then if people like that one, they'll find it to fold it in some way. We've got it, it's it's clear, like, like, everyone has their, Ben Affleck has jumped out of the DC Universe at last piece already written, they're just waiting to hit publish. Right. You know, because everyone seems to think it's coming. I think it's coming. It seems like it would be. (laughs) Yeah. So, finally, after a week and a half of this nonsense, uh, which also included the announcement of two more movies related to the Joker, (laughs) so not only are we we supposedly getting the Joker origin movie uh, from the director of The Hangover and produced by the director of Goodfellas and Casino. Right, it makes perfect sense. We are also getting, we are also getting uh, a Joker-Harley Quinn team-up movie, or a versus movie, we don't quite know yet. Yeah. I kind of lost interest when I realized that they announced this, but did not describe it as natural-born killers, but for superheroes. Right. And if Wouldn't if that movie not, just be fucking awesome? Like, if that's not... Well, it could also be trash, but if that's not your go-to for a two-criminals-on-the-run movie, like, if that's not the thing you say to get everyone jazzed up about it, you clearly are not making the movie that, that I'm interested Hell, in Hell, I'll, take, I'll because... take The Devil's Rejects. <laughs> I mean, keep... Don't keep... Get... Keep Freebird. Like, literally just remake ideas. the movie. What? <laughs> Don't give him any ideas. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, be- Don't let Rob this, Zombie this... direct it, is what you're basically yeah. saying. Right. And uh, this will... What we know of as well, the Joker origin movie, the Scorsese movie... Yeah, it doesn't get any easier to say. Uh, the, the, <laughs> kind of threw the, up in my the, mouth the... a little bit that last time. <laughs> the Martin Scorsese produced oh. Joker origin movie. Uh, will not be connected to the DC Extended Universe. The Joker Harley movie will be and will continue to feature uh, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Yeah, that's uh, not that's not the bad part of what you're about to say. So that that's ain't, fine. Ain't nothing wrong with that. It's ain't it's the next part you're about to say that I have issue with. <laughs> but but will apparently feature the return of Jared Leto as the Joker. Uh, which everyone assumed was over with because everyone hated this version of the Joker, and he didn't like, seem too fond of it either. That's the... Yeah, and 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 that people who worked with him in the movie didn't seem all that keen to work with him again. But supposedly, uh, the the Juggalo Joker and uh, Harley Quinn are uh, on their way back for a team up movie. Grand, which which may or may not have replaced the. Margot Robbie produced and starring and also part of the DC Extended Universe movie uh, Gotham City Sirens, which would have been a Harley Quinn and any female villain we're not using elsewhere movie. Right. Okay. Which is also not a bad idea. Um, I can't even take credit for this because someone else made the joke on uh, Twitter and social media, but, you know, Warner Brothers just had this giant hit with Wonder Woman. It's a huge hit. It's the only DCEU movie that people seem to like. Uh, You know, it's 
they've, they've announced that they're going to campaign for a Best Picture nomination for it, which is not as unusual as anyone makes it sound, like studios send out flyers for, for everything. You know, uh, to they, see if they, let them. Let them. They have every they, right yeah. to. Let them do it. No, the, they test the water for everything, but apparently Warner Brothers is really keen that they think that they can make this be the one that gets nominated. I'm skeptical. I, I think that your third act has to be, like, uh, good. Yeah, comp- to, comprehensible. Uh, yeah, to, to get an Academy Award. I, like, I, I love Wonder Woman. I think it's a great movie. No, it, I it's amazing that I can call yeah. it still, I, I feel, a very, very, very good movie and have it still have such a problematic third act. Because it, 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 yeah. everything that comes before it is a goddamn grand slam. <laughs> yeah, I... I I just, I don't think you win an Academy Award when David Thewlis is, you know, throwing lightnings around in CGI fire and uh, making himself a suit of armor out of scrap metal. It and... still looks better than anything from Batman versus Superman. It's more akin, oh my, it's more yeah. akin to like it's, a bad ripoff of Dragon Ball Z than... Yeah, no, but like the, the, especially because everything leading up to it is so good, the, uh, the, 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 en- the ending of Wonder Woman is so, so bad. It's very okay, silly. So it's very it's silly. Just, it's uh, like it. It's it's kind of a a not great idea for an ending to begin with, but it's also just bad and yeah. But okay, you know it it doesn't really ruin the movie. But anyway, no, it doesn't. So 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 Warner Brothers has this giant hit, this huge, a legitimate cultural phenomenon. Like the the superhero movie is now so much a part of our culture. That, uh, you know, like, even though everyone sees them and talks about them and they, they make billions of dollars, we've kind of, like, crossed from the point where every single one of them was a meme that everyone talked about all year. You know, like, uh, Gu- Guardians 2 was talked about for a long time because that was next level, awesome, amazing, great, you know, cool. But, like, uh, like Doctor Strange came out. It's a perfectly serviceable three-star movie. It came out. Everyone saw it. You know, people have made some jokes. Everyone likes to do Dormammu. I've come to bargain. Every, every, like you know, pe- people like that, right? Yeah, and, and Doctor Doctor Strange is Doctor Strange is fine. I, I really really dig yeah, it. Yeah, it's good. It, but like, it didn't. It, it it was not, nor did it need to be like a cultural phenomenon. No, it just it carried it, it carried the yeah. torch to the next to the next place. Yeah. Spider-Man came out. I didn't think it was great, but a lot of people thought it was just fine. But it's like compared to even the other, the, 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 the amazing Spider-Man movies where we were talking about them because they were awful. This one came out. It was, oh, hey, there was a Spider-Man movie. That was a nice thing to do that weekend. What next? Whereas Wonder Woman came out and it's like when Iron Man first came out where people are like, holy shit, this is something so new. This, this is amazing. This, 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 you know, Gal Gadot, who previously had been known as, you know, like a, a fifth or sixth most important female character in the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, which if you know the Fast and the Furious movies, oof. <laughs> yeah, right. I, they're they're a yeah, lot of so, fun, but oof. oof. Yeah. So, so uh, and now they don't care like about gl- their characters anyway. But <laughs> you know. and, and now and now is like she's a global superstar and people love this movie and women are writing op-eds about it and everyone wants to get their picture taken of the little girls crossing the arms in front of the boat. Like this is a legitimately like people like w- w- women are coming out of the theater sobbing because they're so moved by what? seeing, you know, and, and what like this is a phenomenon and Warner Brothers response to this is to greenlight, like, 12 movies that nobody wants to see. Right, yeah. You know, they're like, hey, well, you're like, wow, Wonder Woman was really good. You know what we should make? 
three more Joker movies? Three Joker movies. We should make three Joker movies. Because everybody loved the last Joker incarnation so much. Yeah, it's... it's The whole thing is baffling. It's just badly handled. It, that's yeah. why I said earlier, it's surprising that that company made Wonder Woman. Because yeah. it's so calculated to be great while you're watching. Like, everyone behind the scenes in that is trying to make a great film. But I don't think yeah. Warner Brothers knows how to make a great film. <laughs> like, that's not, the... It just doesn't seem like they do. <laughs> it, it does not It does not appear to be the case. And, I mean, like... Now, look, I've, I've spent all week going back and forth about this nonsense because it's either that or talk about the impending end of the American democracy and, you know, I can only do so much. Yeah. Uh, but... Oh. Uh, <laughs> But, but, uh, yeah, yeah, so, uh, these are going to be historical documents. And so is Home Alone 2. Home Alone 2 is a historical document, that's right. Yeah. Who's going to make that movie? Who's going to make the galaxy quest of, like, um, the uh, aliens showing up and, you know, I I don't know, somehow Trump works into that. Hey, (laughs) hey, speak of the devil. Um, we're, we're almost uh-huh. out of time, but I wanted to mention two things yes. that I had forgotten about. Um, and okay. you had posted this trailer and it reminded me of how fucking awesome happy death day looks. Oh yeah. All right. Like Have we see. All right. Yeah. Has anyone Can, else out, out there heard of or seen the trailer for happy death day? So, so let me give you this. Yeah. It's, it's a slasher movie, mm-hmm. but it's also groundhog day. Yeah. And and so the idea is this girl keeps perpetually dying and is going to perpetually die until she solves her own murder. Yeah. And man, is that a great premise? The Final Destination movies are the last time I watched a trailer for something like this. So I was outlandish and I went, oh, my God, that's going to be awesome. And it ended up being yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, I, I keep going. Yeah. Well, it, but it immediately reminded it reminded me of, you know, people are saying, oh, this is so novel doing this with horror. But, man, I don't know if anybody playing or listening to this right now remembers a PlayStation 2. I think it was a launch title called Shadow of Destiny made by yeah, the yeah. people that did Silent Hill. And mm. it was a genius game because they basically said, oh, yeah, you know, that whole survival horror thing. We're going to remove any fighting or anything from it, it's going to be a fully, like, search, almost like a mist kind of a game, where you're just kind of wandering around collecting clues, but the idea of the game was that you keep getting murdered, and so you have to solve your murder, and there's bits in this trailer that looks like the people making this movie saw that game. I, I think some of even the murders seem to parallel that game completely, which is really cool. And it, it, It's just, you know, I wanted to mention that, because I'm sure people have played it. Tell us in the comments section if you played it, because I still love that game. But man, Happy yeah. Death Day just looks, it looks like that. Yeah, okay, it's being released on Friday the 13th. It, everything about it just seems like that disposable horror junk that they come up with. But it just looks so damn awesome. Yeah. Right? I, I just, yeah. it, it has the, you know, the potential to just be great. I'm really excited about it. And, uh, you know, so Happy Death Day. And this was a very bad tangent from Happy Death Day. But um, we always, <laughs> we always end up talking about this but uh we lost jerry lewis and i know that's probably not surprising with the age that he was at and everything he's been through but i mean that's i mean 
we grew up in the everybody still watched his telethon every year, right? I mean, this yeah. is yeah. This is a big deal. I mean, talk about cultural icon, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, you know, Jerry Lewis lived long enough and lived interestingly enough that, you know, like there like no two generations saw him in exactly the same way. Exactly. There's not a lot to say about it other than that it's really sad. I mean, it, it's it is, it's it sad is. in the way that, you know, he lived a long life, but it, it, it it's yeah. sad. You know, one, one of the great, the great film comedians, you know, a, a great comedian, a great vaudeville-style comedian on his own, but, uh, you know, because he, he did, he played characters very broadly and was very fond of what seemed like really easy mark kind of comedy stuff in terms of physical comedy and funny voices and whatnot, uh, you know, that a lot of people kind of dismissed it because, you know, it's, it's easy to do the impression of Jerry Lewis with the voices and the life and then the whole boy and, the, you know, like it's it's an easy impression to do. And everyone, you know, for a long time sort of was dismissive, dismissive of it. But if you go back and actually watch it, like, go back and watch The Bellboy, watch uh, The Nutty Professor, his version of The Nutty Professor, Jerry Lewis, um, a, 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 a tremendous loss to the popular culture. Uh, I know a lot of people, he, he gained a reputation for being kind of a son of a gun over, uh, especially later on in life, but, uh, what a talent, um, did a lot, a lot of work for charity and, uh, you know, it's, it's really too bad. It is. It is. Always on a downer note. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah. So, um, where, uh, and, and we also lost, uh, Jay Thomas this week. Yeah, it's another rough one. Uh, not not as maybe as well known across the board, but I mean, Cheers, Mork and Mindy. Um, he's a face you recognize as soon as you see him, for sure. And that's uh, another sad one. It's okay. So in t- before Bob loses my audio again, um, that, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know that that's that's about all we got for this week. Um, this will be a weird one. <laughs> a lot of edits, but uh, I, I think yeah, I think I'm gonna be it. on yeah. If you guys made it to the end of this and this sounded coherent, uh, I I must be one hell of an editor because we we have lost each other's audio like twenty times throughout Indeed. the recording of this. Yeah. So, like I said before, you lose my audio again. Um, remember, uh, this is brought to you by my Patreon, um, Patreon.com/slash/thechippa. That's T H E C H I P P A. Um. Again, yes. for for those of you that have contributed so far, thank you so much. It helps this and uh, my other endeavors exist. And if you haven't yet or have the ability to at least share or even donate a small amount, I'd really appreciate it. Um, mm. And that's about the end of this. So uh, as always, thank you for coming along on the tangent. Um, I'm Chris. I'm Bob. Bob. <laughs> now, was, was that uh, pause I, intentional? I, I think for a little bit, but I'm Bob. I'm Chris backwards. Have a great night. (laughs) Bye. Have a good time, guys.